Welcome to the PSD Cast with Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Jason Lumberg, and today we're discussing the versatile little device known as the encoder. Specifically, we'll be covering capacitive, magnetic, and optical encoders and comparing and contrasting each. Now, as today's guest describes it, the encoder is an essential component for precision motion control that translates mechanical motion into electrical signals, and it's used in various applications, including automation equipment, industrial process control robotics, and, and many more. Uh, today's guest is Jeff Smoot from CUI Devices, and just this summer, he wrote a blog that acts as a great primer on the subject. So, Jeff, welcome aboard. And like I said, you wrote what I think could be the definitive intro to encoders, which uh, I happily quote from in my intro. So, so let me ask you in general, why are encoders so critical? Yeah, thanks, Jason. And, uh, and first off, thanks for, uh, thanks for having, me, uh, uh, having me on here today. Um, but yeah, uh, encoders are, uh, as, uh, as you kind of mentioned, a, a critical part of that, uh, of, of that motion system, translating that linear and rotary motion um, into, a, into a digital signal that can, be, that can be used. And this is becoming more and more important as, uh, as things are becoming more and more uh, automated, more and more uh, intelligent with uh, the motion system needing to know uh, where it is uh, in terms of uh, in terms of rotation, in terms of position, where it is in speed, and being able to give that feedback to the system, and then the overall system being able to make uh, intelligent uh, control uh, decisions from that. So it's a it's a very integral part to um, to I guess close that loop of that uh, of that motion control um, as we're going away from days when just motors would turn on and uh, and spin, and then you'd take power off, and it would. Uh, it would uh, it, it would stop spinning. Uh, they're uh, they're becoming very very reliant to, to get that precise motion to, uh, to to take something to a very specific spot, particular orientation, or even control uh, control the speed uh, very very uh, very closely. Mm -hmm. and, and could you briefly describe magnetic and optical encoders and and the advantages and disadvantages of each? Sure. So uh, the the. Magnetic and optical encoders; those are uh, two of kind of the workhorses of the uh, of the industry, and uh, and really where um, uh, majority of the uh, encoder uh, development had uh, had been previously. So, optical encoders, um, really simple, uh, really simple concept. You've got a, um, a an LED in there, an emitter, and a, and a receiver. When the light goes through the, the disc, it, it goes high, the signal goes high. When it's blocked, it goes low. Um, and so with that, you're able to get very, very precise um, and very accurate um, encoding of, of that motion uh, because you're able to make those, uh, the, the, those windows, uh, a sense, in the encoder disc uh, very, very precise. Um, and so you're able to get uh, a very, very accurate um, uh, output. Uh, whereas a magnetic encoder, um, also uh, very, very uh, useful technology, uh, essentially using Hall Effect uh, technology there, and you've got uh, on your, your uh, encoder disk, you've got uh, different doped sections, and uh, as the magnetic field changes, that then translates signal high and low. Uh, the, with, a, with a magnetic encoder, um, you, you don't necessarily have the accuracy that you get out of an optical encoder, but what you get is a lot of durability and a very rugged solution. Uh, so with an optical, uh, to get some of that precision, 
uh, you lose a little bit of that, uh, a little bit of that durability, uh, just because of the uh, the precision you have to have in that disc. Um, and then also that optical technology requires that line of sight for that light to go through. And so if it's a dusty, dirty, oily environment, which a lot of motors are used in dusty, dirty, oily environments, that can be a problem for an optical encoder. Um, and it can miss, uh, miss pulses, miss counts uh, because of that contamination uh, in there. Whereas a magnetic encoder with the, with the Hall effect in there, uh, you lose some of that accuracy because it isn't quite as crisp of a, of a, of a delineation between each, um, between each uh, um, section on that disc, uh, but it is extremely rugged. So that can work in that dusty, dirty, oily environment without any, uh, without any issues. So it, it kind of is a, uh, a trade-off, uh, in a sense, some, some, uh, some durability for a little loss of accuracy or some accuracy or better accuracy with a little bit loss of, uh, of durability. Right, right. Now, um the blog that I, that I made reference to, it, it sort of follows a logical progression, so allow me to follow suit. So when, when CUI launched the first generation of capacitive encoders in 2006, uh, what were they hoping to achieve, and, and why are capacitive encoders generally superior to both magnetic and optical? Yeah, great, uh, great, great question. So the um, the, the capacitive encoder, and where it was kind of conceived and, uh, and developed, uh, it's a technology that had been around for a while. It was first, uh, first used and deployed in uh, Mitotoyo digital calipers. Um, but uh, in, terms of, in terms of the encoder, we find that it fits this, uh, this region between the optical and the magnetic encoder uh, really nicely and eliminates the need for that, uh, for that end user to make that decision between durability or accuracy. So with a capacitive encoder, uh, it, uh, the, the technology is, is also immune to dust, dirt, uh, oil, uh, grime, same way a magnetic uh, encoder is. So uh, it's very rugged, um, very, durable, uh, very durable technology. But on the, uh, on the other side, uh, it's able to achieve the same, uh, the same accuracy and the same precision as you get out of a uh, out of an optical encoder, and so uh, as we kind of uh, market it, and uh, I think laid out some there in that uh, in that uh, in that post, is uh, it really is kind of uh, the best of both worlds. You get that uh, the, you get that accuracy and precision of an optical, the durability of a of a magnetic encoder, and allowing the uh, allowing the end application not to have to really choose between one or the other make trade-offs of of either having to to seal or or, or enclose the um, uh, enclose the optical encoder, or not having to uh, to deal with a, a little bit less precision, a little bit less accuracy that you would get out of a magnetic encoder. So uh, it allows the it allows the end user a little bit more freedom uh, to to just be able to put that into their system and not have to worry about uh, uh, worry about it um, regardless of where it's going. Right, right, and you sort of just addressed this where you mentioned high reliability. And uh, uh, you know, capacitive encoders being good for uh, rugged environments, but what sort of applications would you say the capacitive encoders are ideal for? Uh, so there, I, I mean, the, it, it's really a, a, a wide base of, uh, of applications. Uh, anything from robotics to um, a, a lot of precision uh, medical equipment uh, need, needs that. Uh, Need that type of precision. So it really is. Uh, I mean, anywhere that you need to use an encoder, 
um, a, uh, a a capacitive encoder can uh, uh, can can fit that need. Um, but but some of the some of the other elements that a capacitive encoder has um, that, uh, that that may make it a little bit unique is um, uh, because it is digital in nature, um, it has some programmability uh, capabilities in there, and so you can uh, you can really custom tune that uh, to to whatever application um, you're 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 applying it to, and you also then don't have to worry about uh, sealing it if it's uh, if, if it's really dusty, dirty. Um, and uh, but but you get the you get the ability to uh, change the resolutions, put that index pulse wherever wherever you want it to do, program that uh, program that encoder, and gives you a lot of versatility in your system uh, because oftentimes um, when you're when you're using that closed loop motion control, uh, sometimes the answer uh, to 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 your overall system um, can be. Uh, Tuning that can be in the encoder, and uh, oftentimes the the default is to well, you know what? I just need more resolution. I need higher resolution. Um, but uh, some and, and sometimes that is the answer is you you, you bump up the resolution of the uh, of the encoder, and with a with an optical or a magnetic encoder, uh, you have to you have to go purchase a uh, a different encoder if you want to change that resolution. Whereas a, uh, a capacitive encoder, you can just uh, reprogram that to whatever uh, to whatever resolution you need. Uh, and like I said, sometimes that's moving up in resolution, but sometimes that's moving down in resolution um, to really optimize the system, uh, your control uh, your control loop, whatever filtering you have in there, as well as the microcontroller that you're using. So, uh, so. Where where the capacitive encoder really has its its, its best fit is is really giving that uh, end user the ultimate freedom of being able to use it in whatever application they need to, not have to worry about dust, dirt, oil, not have to worry about trade-offs of accuracy and precision, but then also that versatility of being able to adjust the index pulse, adjust the um, adjust the resolution uh, on the fly, and so that's uh, that, that's really where uh, where the capacitive encoder um, sets itself apart. And really shines in the uh, in the marketplace. Good. Well, uh, thanks a bunch, Jeff. Uh, on behalf of PSD, I want to thank you for your time, and to our audience, thanks for tuning in.